Act Two, Part One of the Torchbearers by George Kelly. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Note The setting for this act consists simply of three wings set in the middle of the stage, about four feet from the footlights, and parallel to the footlights. The wing in the middle, a plain one, and the one on either side of it a door wing these doors open toward the footlights and the one on the right is hinged to the right and the one on the left to the left from these door wings regular plain wings oblique off to the back wall and the whole thing is lashed and stage screwed after the fashion of regulation stage setting as the doors in the back flat open there can be hid a glimpse of footlights and just beyond them a neutral drop in grayish black to represent an auditorium between the back flat and the stage footlights as distinguished from the regular footlights the miniature stage is set to represent the interior of a doctor's waiting room through the door at the right can be seen a desk and revolving chair and a couple of plain chairs against the wall and through the left door a table littered with magazines a cabinet a revolving bookcase and two more chairs there is a bright rug on the floor between the back flat and the regular footlights over toward the left there is a stage screw sticking right up out of the floor and between the two doors there is a plain chair with its back against the flat over the door on the right there is a row of six electric bulbs with a cord and button depending from it and further right halfway back there is a wood wing set as though it were the exterior backing for a window in the miniature set over at the left away back fastened about head high against the back wall there is a small switchboard arrangement just below this there is an old chair without a back with a newspaper lying upon it the torchbearers act two a waltz is being played somewhere off at the right florence and mrs ritter are standing in the middle of the stage facing the flats talking florence is wearing a fawn-colored one-piece coat dress buttoned high at the throat military fashion and a toque made of wine-colored velvet leaves she wears fawn-colored slippers and stockings and carries a fitch muff mrs ritter is wearing a very rich-looking coat suit in blue serge trimmed at the collar and cuffs with white monkey fur her hat is dark blue felt quite large with a bird of paradise set at a decidedly rakish tilt her slippers and stockings are black and she carries an umbrella over at the extreme left and forward, Mrs. Fell is hearing Mr. Twiller read his lines from the manuscript. Mrs. Fell is gowned in a brilliant creation of silver cloth trimmed with sea-green satin. There are numerous strings of crystal beads hanging in the front from the waist to the bottom of the skirt, and she has a spreading poinsettia in scarlet velvet fastened at her waist. There is a long fish-tailed train to the gown, lined with green satin and she has a heavy rope of pearls and sea-green beads around her neck, from which her lorgnon depends. There are diamonds in her hair, diamonds galore upon her arms and hands, and she's wearing her diamond dog collar. Her slippers and stockings are of pale green. Mr. Twiller has on a double-breasted blue serge suit, a black derby, black shoes, and fawn-colored spats, and a perfectly villainous-looking black mustache, absurdly large, and obviously artificial he stands leaning upon a cane reciting his lines to mrs fell 
mr spindler in a dinner suit is trying desperately to unfasten the stage screw from the floor at the left while mr hassafras wearing a light business suit a light soft hat and tan shoes and spats and carrying a cane and gloves is pacing back and forth between the left door and the extreme left reciting his lines to himself he is atrociously made up with the carmine smeared heavily on his cheekbones the stage manager in a tan jumper and army shirt dirty white running pumps a battered old cap adorned with many tobacco tags and carrying a hammer wanders on from the right and crosses the stage passing below florence and mrs ritter who turn and look at him curiously and continues on up at the left to the switchboard where he picks up the newspaper from the broken chair and after lighting his pipe sits down to read he is apparently disgusted with the world and utterly oblivious of his surroundings the waltz music stops and mr hassafras comes to a halt in his pacing right outside the left door it is instantly flung open knocking him toward the left and disarranging his hat and mrs pompanelli sweeps out in a princess gown of ruby-coloured velvet with a long train and heavily trimmed about the upper part of the bodice with ornaments of ruby-coloured beads her shoulders and arms are bare and she has a small string of rubies about her throat a bracelet and several rings of rubies as well as a high spanish comb studded with rubies her slippers are of black velvet mrs ritter gives a little cry as mr hassafras is struck by the door mrs pampanelli holding the door ajar oh did i hit you mr hassafras i'm so sorry hassafras is setting his hat that's all right mrs pampanelli to the ladies the setting looks splendid girls crossing quickly below hassafras towards the left will you come here for a moment mr spindler mrs ritter turning away to the right i don't want to see it till i go on florence as hassafras comes towards her you'd better keep away from that door mr hussy frozy she and mrs ritter laugh yes i think i had mrs pompanelli up at the left addressing the stage manager are you ready mr stage manager he continues to read hassafras brushing his clothes i don't think a whisp-room be out of place on this stage either mrs pampanelli turning to spindler who is still occupied with the stage screw mr spindler will you come here please turning back to the stage manager mr stage manager spindler goes towards her and hassafras goes through the left door stage manager looking up from his paper very peevishly yes are you all ready yes sure i'm all ready he resumes his newspaper twiller turning sharply to spindler who has stopped on his way to mrs pampanelli to call mrs fell's attention to the stage screw and to warn her to be careful of it oh go away can't you see we're busy mr spindler spindler stepping briskly to her side yes ma'am come here please turning to the stage manager mr stage manager he looks up this young man will give you the cue for the curtain in case i am not here all right he resumes his newspaper mrs pampanelli turning and coming forward again holding her skirt up off the floor you stand right here mr spindler and i'll give you the signal when i'm ready all right 
mrs pampanelli hurrying towards the left door now is everybody all right yes i think so how are you paula <laughs> all right where's mr hossifross she glances frantically about he's he was just here stepped on stage mr hossifross where are you she opens the left door mrs ritter calling mr hossifrosa he opens the right door and comes out yes mrs pampanelli to teddy as she steps into the miniature set through the left door where's mr hossifrosa teddy sitting at the desk over at the right in the miniature set beyond the flats to mrs pampanelli as she comes through the left door there he is florence to hossifrosa mrs pampanelli's looking for you mrs ritter calling here he is mrs pampanelli hossifrosa steps quickly to the left door and starts in just as mrs pampanelli comes out through the right door florence steps over to the left door and catches hossifrosa by the arm and pulls him back mrs pampanelli coming through the right door where is he mrs ritter pointing to hossifrosa there he is she laughs florence drawing hossifrosa back mrs pampanelli wants you hossifrosa to mrs pampanelli i beg your pardon oh mr hossifrosa hossifrosa crossing to the right towards her yes are you all right i think so yes how is your makeup all right i think mrs pampanelli indicating the right door would you stand here for a moment under this light until i see it certainly he goes to the right door and stands with his back against it the light from the row of electric bulbs over the door shines down on his face mrs pampanelli stands off to his right surveying his makeup critically very good not too much red no i shouldn't say so hossifrosa indicating his right cheek up here i mean no i think the contour of your face requires it it heightens the expression she starts across towards the left it's very good hossifrosa comes over and chats with the ladies about his makeup mr twiller twiller turns from mrs fell yes turning back to mrs fell excuse me nelly certainly how is your mustache twiller touching it gingerly all right i think is it quite secure i think so mrs ritter florence and hassafras turn and look mrs pampanelli stepping back a step from him and looking at the mustache with her head tilted a bit to the left side you've made it a little smaller haven't you twiller touching the left side of his mustache i cut it down a bit on this side i thought you had i was a little conscious of it well i don't know but that it's better for the characterization and how are my eyes he turns and looks out and away off widening his eyes as though he were having his picture taken mrs pampanelli after looking keenly at his eyes for a second very effective she turns quickly away towards the right and twiller turns back to his left to mrs fell now is everybody ready they all smile and nod your gloves and cane mr hossifrosa hossifrosa crossing above florence and mrs ritter towards mrs pampanelli extending his cane and gloves yes mrs pampanelli turning towards mrs fell places nelly get ready mr spindler i'm all ready mrs fell closes the manuscript excuses herself to twiller 
and crosses above him towards the right he goes back at the left and says something to spindler then comes forward again mrs pampanelli calling through the left door are you all right teddy teddy beyond the flats over at the right all right as mrs fell passes above florence and mrs ritter on her way over to the right she whispers something to them which causes a general laugh then she continues on over to the door at the right and takes up her official position as prompteress mrs pampanelli turning and addressing them generally now is everybody all right they all nod you both all right girls mrs ritter nods all right mrs pampanelli turning around to the left to mr spindler and with an authoritative gesture all right then take up the curtain spindler waving his hand to the stage manager all right stage manager stage manager getting up very reluctantly are you ready let yes, her go ready mrs pampanelli with a kind of ceremonious flourish of the hand take up the curtain the stage manager tosses his newspaper on to the chair and steps out of sight to the left there is an anxious pause then mrs pampanelli starts violently and grabs the knob of the left door oh wait one moment spindler rushes back at the left whistling florence mrs ritter twiller and hassafrost as mrs pampanelli pulls open the left door wait a minute hold it oh wait hassafrost grabbing the door and holding it open not yet mrs ritter calling to the stage manager just a minute mrs pampanelli going through the left door one moment please she vanishes to the right and there is a slight pause during which the curtain which has been raised four feet can be seen through the door to descend again they all exchange looks of distress and amused annoyance then mrs pampanelli hurries out through the door again all right spindler who has come forward at the left is it all right hassafras releases the door and it closes yes it's all right spindler goes towards the back at the left and she follows him halfway all right mr stage manager stage manager off at the left are you ready yes already mr stage manager mrs pampanelli turning and coming forward at the left take it up she stands just to the left of the left door peering through the flats spindler is farther back at the left peering also and mrs fell is over at the right door peering there is a pause mr hassafras takes up his position outside the left door preparatory to making his entrance he settles his clothes generally and clears his throat the curtain is going up mr hassafras go on is it up yes yes go on he opens the door rather magnificently and swings in there is a ripple of applause and the door closes after him and they all try to find a crevice between the flats that will afford a glimpse of the stage beyond the stage manager appears from the left carrying a regulation door slam which he brings forward and drops with a bang just to the left of the left door they all turn and look at him in resentful astonishment but he simply gives them a look of infinite disdain and returns to his chair at the back to read hassafras beyond the flats anybody here david teddy beyond the flats over toward the right no sir hassafras beyond the flats moving towards the right no telephones no sir 
Hassafras coming through the right door without his hat. Nothing at all, eh? Mrs. Ritter is standing right in front of the door. Get away from the door, Paula. Paula jumps to the left. Mrs. Fell takes advantage of the crevice caused by the door being open to try to see the audience. Teddy, who can be seen through the open door, standing at the desk. No, sir. Hassafras leaning over and laying his cane and gloves on the chair between the doors. All right, sir. The door begins to swing, too, behind him. Keep that door open, Mr. Hassafras. Spindler comes forward at the left to see what's the matter. Hassafras thrusts his foot back and kicks the door open. And I think that will do very nicely for this day. The door begins slowly to swing, too, again. There it goes again, Mr. Hossfrost. It won't stay open. Mrs. Fell looks around the door. Take hold of that door, Nellie. Nellie puts one foot around it and stands looking at her manuscript. Spindler goes back at the left and looks through the wings again at the stage. Hossafras, in a frantic whisper. Telephone? Telephone, somebody. Good Lord! Mr. Spindler, telephone. Spindler rushes forward at the left. Where is he? What? The telephone bell. Where's your bell? Spindler pulling the battery arrangement out of his pocket. Has the cue been given? Teddy picking up the telephone on the desk beyond the flats. Hello? Ring it. Of course it's been given. He rings the bell and Hassafras steps through the right door and watches Teddy anxiously. I didn't hear it. Mrs. Pampanelli annihilating him with a look and starting over towards the right door. Well, why aren't you over here when your cue's given and then you would hear it? Spindler trails over after her. Hassafras over his shoulder to Mrs. Pampanelli. Shh! Mrs. Pampanelli turning sharply back towards the left and directly to Spindler, who is right behind her. Shush! She passes below him and continues towards the left. Keep away from that door, they'll see you. In attempting to keep out of the way of the door, Spindler turns sharply and trips over the screw of a stage brace, falling his length across the open door. Mrs. Ritter gives a little scream, and Mrs. Pampanelli whirls round and glares at him. He scrambles to his feet, and Mrs. Ritter giggles and pulls him to the left away from the door. Asafras standing in the open door addressing Teddy. Mrs. A? Teddy nods and Hassafras pretends to pick up an imaginary telephone from a desk just to the left of the right door. Yes, all right. He pretends to hang up and sets the telephone down on the desk again. You can clear out of here now, David, any time you like. Mrs. Arlington is on her way up. Teddy rising and setting the various papers on the desk. All right. Mrs. Ritter helping Mr. Spindler to brush off his clothes. Did you hurt yourself, Mr. Spindler? Mrs. Pampanelli tries to attract Spindler's attention to the door slam. No. He hurries over to the door slam at the left and picks it up. I'll let you off early Monday. Florence stands anxiously outside the left door. Oh, that's all right. And don't forget to leave that list with the Robinson people on your way down Monday. No, sir, I won't. I, I have it right here in my pocket. Florence puts her lips against the left door and coughs hard. Then she shuffles her feet. So does Spindler. Hassafras steps through the right door and looks over towards the left door. Hassafras addressing Teddy. 
Is that someone coming? Teddy looking toward the left door. I think so. There is a slight pause. Then Mrs. Pampanelli makes a decisive movement to Spindler, and he brings the door slam down with a thunderous bang. Mrs. Pampanelli starts violently. That's too loud, Mr. Spindler. There's too much wood in it. He starts across to the right. Hassafras stepping down to Teddy's desk and picking up his hat. That can't be Mrs. Arlington already. I won't see anyone else. He starts back towards the door. Tell them I've gone and don't let anybody wait. He takes hold of the door as he steps through. Say you're just locking up the office. He comes through the door and tries to close it, but Nellie's foot is still around it, and she is lost in the manuscript. He pulls at the door, but she is oblivious. Nellie! Spindler gives a little whistle to attract her attention. Let go of the door, Nellie. Mrs. Fell jumping out of the way to the right. Oh, I beg your pardon. Hassafras scowls at her and closes the door. Spindler jumps to the door and turns a key, which he has in his hand, in the lock, then touches the button at the end of the cord, extinguishing the row of lights over the door, then rushes back towards the left door. Mrs. Ritter is right in his way as he rushes back, and they dodge each other twice before Mr. Spindler can get past. When he reaches the left door, he raps violently, Mrs. Pampanelli directing his activities with little nervous gestures. There is a pause, then the left door is opened by Teddy. Mrs. Ritter is right in front of it, Mrs. Pampanelli standing to the left of the door. Get out of the way, Paula. Mrs. Ritter jumps out of the way to the right, then looks back at Mrs. Pampanelli and giggles. But Mrs. Pampanelli puts her finger to her lips. Florence passing through the left door. Good evening, son. Teddy reaching out and closing the door. Good evening. There is a prolonged applause from beyond the flats, and everybody, having seen Florence safely through the door, rushes to his favorite crevice between the wings, or rip in the scenery to see how she is being received by the audience. Florence beyond the flats. Isn't the doctor in? No, ma'am, he ain't. He went about six o'clock. That's unfortunate. I wanted to see him. Hassafras turns away from the right door, where he's been peeking, and mops his brow. Then he turns and puts his hat down on the chair. Spindler stepping towards him from the left door. How do you feel? All right, but that door and that telephone got me kind of rattled. Mrs. Pampanelli looking over from the extreme left of the back flat, where she has been peeking. Shush, boys. Hassafras turns away and tiptoes toward the right, and the others resume their peeking. Mrs. Fell turning to Hassafras as he passes below her. What's the matter, Huxley? Did something go wrong? Mrs. Pampanelli looks over again to see who's talking. Hassafras indicating the right door. That door kind of got me rattled for a minute. I don't think the audience noticed it. Shush! Nellie consults her manuscript, listening at the same time to the dialogue beyond the flats, and Mr. Hassafras continues to the extreme right and forward, trying to make the squeak of his new shoes as inaudible as possible. Mrs. Pampanelli puts her ear to the flat and listens keenly. Teddy faintly beyond the flats. 
Why, he always asks me to wait whenever he's expecting his wife downtown. Spindler suddenly turns from the wing where he has been peeking, and breaking into quite a jaunty little whistle, starts across towards the left. But Mrs. Pampanelli turns abruptly and glares him into silence. He clasps his hands over his mouth and apologizes with an obsequious little gesture. Florence beyond the flats. I see. And he was expecting her this evening? Yes, ma'am. Do you know her? Spindler trips and almost falls over the stage screw in the floor at the left. Twiller, who has been standing down at the extreme left, makes an impatient move and goes up towards the back. Oh, Mr. Spindler, for pity's sake, do keep still for one moment. Spindler squatting down and attempting to remove the screw. We better get this thing out of here before somebody gets hurt. Now don't take that out of there, Mr. Spindler. You might loosen the scenery. This isn't connected with the scenery. You don't know whether it is or not. Leave it where it is. Spindler getting up and moving over towards the right. Somebody's going to get their neck broken the first thing you know. Very well, then. That will be their misfortune. We've simply got to be careful, that's all. Get ready, Paula. Mrs. Ritter giggles and takes up her position outside the left door. Mrs. Fell, a Spindler, comes towards her. What's the matter, Mr. Spindler? Spindler, in quite a temper, and indicating the stage screw over at the left. Why, that thing there is sticking right up in the middle of the floor, and the first thing you... Shush! He turns and scowls at her, and she glares at him. He passes below Mrs. Fell and over to Hassafras at the extreme right and forward, where he whispers his grievance. You all right, Paula? Paula nods, yes. Don't be nervous now, Paula. Twiller comes forward at the left. I'm not the least bit, dear, really. Well, that's splendid, dear. I'll open the door for you. She takes hold of the knob of the left door. All right, thank you. They stand listening keenly. Florence beyond the flats. Do you mind if I wait a few minutes in case he comes? Teddy beyond the flats. Why, I was just going home. Oh, were you? Twiller lifts his hat and gives it a little wave at Mrs. Ritter, and she waves her hand back at him. Yes, ma'am, and I have to lock up the office before I go. Mrs. Pampanelli suddenly. There it is now, dear. She opens the door and Mrs. Ritter steps back a bit in order to make a more effective entrance. Good luck, darling. Mrs. Ritter turning to her. Thank you, dear. She steps through the door, tripping awkwardly over the door strip. Mrs. Pampanelli makes a gesture of extreme annoyance. There is an outburst of applause. Then Mrs. Pampanelli closes the door, and they all step to the flats and peek through. Mrs. Pampanelli at the left door, Mrs. Fell at the right, Mr. Spindler between them, and Hassafras and Twiller about halfway back at the right and left, respectively. There is a pause, and then Mrs. Ritter can be heard beyond the flats. Hello, kid. Hello, Mrs. Arlington. Is my sweetie in? No, ma'am, he ain't. Mrs. Ritter with an unnatural inflection. What? Mrs. Fell calling over in a whisper to Mrs. Pampanelli. Betty! Mrs. Pampanelli doesn't hear her, so she tiptoes over towards her. Betty! What? Did Paula trip? Mrs. Pampanelli, coming away from the flat, 
and moving down to Mrs. Fell. Yes. Mrs. Fell gives an annoyed shake of her head. But I don't see how anyone can get on to that stage without tripping. I don't either. It seems an utter impossibility to me for anyone, especially a woman, to get through those doors without catching her heel or her skirt or something. Spindler crosses to the left back of the ladies and speaks to Twiller. Mrs. Fell returning to the right door. It's dreadful. Mrs. Pampanelli turning to her left and going back again to the left door. I don't see the necessity of it. Mrs. Fell opening her manuscript. I don't either. Mrs. Pampanelli listening keenly. I'm afraid they're not hearing Paula at all. What? I say I'm afraid Paula isn't loud enough. Well, why don't you speak to her, Betty? She's sitting right here. She indicates the point right inside the right door, and Mrs. Pampanelli, picking up her skirt, hurries over. Mrs. Fell steps out of the way to the right. Mrs. Pampanelli putting her lips to the joining of the door wing and side wing. Speak a little louder, Paula. I'm afraid they're not hearing you. Can she hear you? A little louder, dear. The right door is thrust open by Teddy. Teddy in a frantic whisper. There's no pen and ink on the desk. Spindler rushes over from the left. What? Mrs. Pampanelli, Mrs. Fell, and Mr. Hassafras rush round to him from the right. No pen and ink. What is it, Teddy? No, no pen, pen and, ink. and ink on the desk. My God. Tell her to use the lead pencil. Teddy to Mrs. Fell. There's none on there. Give him a lead pencil, Mr. Spindler. Spindler whirling and springing towards the left. Haven't got one. Teddy, Mrs. Pampanelli, and Mrs. Fell rush after him. Oh, dear, Twiller. dear. Twiller rushing towards them from the left. What's the matter? Give him a lead, a lead pencil? pencil, Ralph. Twiller dropping his cane. No. They fling him out of the way to the left and rush on back to the stage manager. What are you trying to do, knock me off my feet? Haven't you got one, Mr. Twiller? Spindler to the stage manager. Got a lead pencil, old man? Mrs. Fell at Mrs. Pampanelli's heels. There's one in my bag somewhere. Mrs. Pampanelli turning to Mrs. Fell. See what they're doing out there, Nelly. Spindler to the stage manager. Or a fountain pen? Teddy to the stage manager. They need it on the stage. Mrs. Fell turning and rushing back towards the right door. Certainly, darling. Stage manager feeling in his shirt pockets. Well, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mrs. Fell turning with a despairing gesture after having opened the right door and looked in. My dear, they're not doing a thing. They're just sitting there. Mrs. Pampanelli turning to the left. Hurry, boys. Turning to the right. Tell them to say something, Nellie. Anything at all, something about the weather. Nellie runs to the extreme right end of the flat. Teddy and Spindler come rushing forward at the left. Did you get it, Teddy? Yes, you yes. got it. Mrs. Pampanelli indicating the left door. Go on here, Teddy. He grabs the knob of the door, but it won't open. Mrs. Fell calling through the flats. Say something, Paula. You should never leave the stage during a scene, Teddy. Teddy wrestling with the door. Damn these doors. Mrs. Fell calling through the flats. Something about the weather. Take hold of this, Mr. Spindler. 
he grabs the knob of the door and teddy runs across to the right door i'll go on here mrs fell as teddy goes through the right door if you can't use one door use the other the door closes after him and mrs pampanelli turns and looks upon spindler who is still trying to get the left door open you know this is all your fault mr spindler he doesn't look up you said you'd attend to all those properties what's the matter with the door betty mrs pampanelli to spindler oh, never mind it now she moves towards the centre of the stage we better get it open before somebody has to use it again go away from it i tell you he walks away towards the left sulking it will probably open all right from the other side she comes forward slowly touching her hair and relaxing generally then suddenly stands stock still and listens wide-eyed she looks quickly at mrs fell who is carefully setting her necklace at the right door what's wrong out there nelly nelly turns and looks through the flats then turns quickly to mrs pampanelli i think he's up mrs pampanelli frozen to the spot who nelly looks again and then back to mrs pampanelli all of them mrs pampanelli picking up her skirt and rushing towards the right door let me see nelly jumps out of the way to the right and twiller and spindler rush to the left door and peek through mrs pampanelli peeks through and then speaks through the flats what's the matter teddy go over and get your hat and coat turning frantically to mrs fell he's up in his lines what is it mrs fell in a panic up in his lines mrs pampanelli speaking through the flats go over and get your hat and coat teddy don't stand there like a jack mrs fell handing the manuscript to hassafras who is at her right oh find that for me will you huxley he takes the manuscript from her and turns it over furiously while nelly opens her lorgnon about page eleven i think it is she assists him in finding the place what was the last line nelly this is dreadful now wait a moment darling don't get me nervous or i'll never be able to find it twiller and spindler are in a panic of suspense over at the left door here's page eleven is that eleven well now here it is right here why uh i'll get you an envelope what's the next the next is uh why uh i've got to go now mrs pampanelli calling through the flats i've got to go now it takes me nearly an hour to get home teddy beyond the flats i've got to go now mrs pampanelli calling through the flats it takes me nearly an hour to get home it takes me an hour to get home are they all right mrs pampanelli coming away from the flats yes they're all right now but you'd better stand right here i'm afraid of paula she moves towards the left spindler coming towards her you know i could have sworn i put a pen and ink on that desk mrs pampanelli imperiously please mr spindler don't explain anything i am interested in results she turns and moves back again towards the right and spindler goes over to the left just as he passes beyond the left door the entire lock and knob fall to the floor he turns nervously only to find mrs pampanelli who has turned quite as nervously looking at him dangerously 
I didn't touch it. Will you go away before you ruin the entire performance? He snaps around and goes over to the left and up towards the back. Teddy opening the door and swaying through. Good night. He is dressed in a brown sack suit and wears tan shoes. Florence beyond the flats. Good night, son. Mrs. Ritter beyond the flats. Good night, kid. Mrs. Pampanelli going towards him. You should never walk off the stage, Teddy, in the middle of a scene. He closes the door behind him and, pressing his hand to his brow, starts towards the left. Do something, no matter what it is. He falls backward in a full-length faint. She catches him. Oh, dear child, Mr. Spindler, come here, Mr. Twiller. Teddy's fainted. Twiller, who has been standing over at the left and forward, rushes towards her, and Mrs. Fell, followed by Hassafras, comes rushing from the right. Mrs. Fell, in a panic. What's the matter, Betty? Take Teddy over to the door, Mr. Twiller. He's fainted. Twiller dropping his cane in his excitement. I can't take him now. I've got a cue coming right here in a minute. Spindler comes rushing down from the left. Here, Mr. Spindler. Take Teddy over to the door where he'll get some air. He's sick. Look at the color of him. She hands him to Spindler, who half carries him up at the left, and she and Twiller follow on behind them. Hold on to him now, Mr. Spindler. Mrs. Fell, turning back towards the right door, and addressing Hassafras, who has returned to his former position down at the right. I always said he wasn't strong enough for the part. She just gets past the right door, when it is frantically opened, and Mrs. Ritter thrusts her head out. Mrs. Ritter breathlessly. Mr. Twiller! The door closes again, Mrs. Fell running towards the left. Mr. Twiller, they're waiting for you. Mrs. Pampanelli rushing forward at the left. What is it? Mrs. Fell in a perfect frenzy. They're waiting for Mr. Twiller. Mr. Twiller! He snatches up his cane from the floor, but the hook of it catches in the stage brace, and he has considerable yanking to do to get it loose. Mrs. Fell raps on the left door. Go on, Mr. Twiller, for heaven's sake. The stage is waiting. She pulls the door open for him. He straightens his hat and then raps on the wing beside the door. Oh, go on. Never mind rapping. That's been done. He steps through the door and she slams it after him, catching his left arm and hand. The cane is on his left hand and it falls at Mrs. Pampanelli's feet. She pulls the door open again to release his arm, then gives the door a definite slam. A burst of applause greets Twiller's entrance. Mrs. Pampanelli is in a perfect wrath. She sweeps across towards the right and back again, all the way across to the left, then turns and starts back towards the right. As she passes the left door, she sees Twiller's cane, and realizing in a flash that he will have need of it in his scene, she picks it up, opens the left door slightly, and flings it onto the stage. Then she continues on towards the right, turns and crosses back again to the left, holding up her skirt and bristling with temper. Mrs. Fell, back at the right door, speaking to Hassafras, down at the right. How are my eyes? Instead of paying attention to his part. Mrs. Pampanelli coming across to the right. People rehearsing their cues a thousand times and then don't know them when they hear them. It's positively disgusting. She turns and goes back again to the left, turns and starts back to the right. Hassafras tiptoes towards her. What happened to Teddy? Did he get sick out there? No, just a little reaction. 
Asafrost nods comprehendingly. He gives too much to the scene. He doesn't understand emotional conservation yet. Asafrost shakes his head knowingly and returns to the right, and Mrs. Pampanelli steps to the left door and listens. Florence just audibly beyond the flats. She's waiting for my very unpunctual husband. In fact, we are both waiting for him, to be precise. But I've just been telling her I'm afraid we may as well give up, for he's never kept an appointment in his life. I'm sorry he isn't here if you wanted to see him. Puller beyond the flats. I don't know whether I wanted to see him or not. It depends. I don't understand you. I don't fully understand myself. There is a very general laugh from beyond the flats. Mrs. Pampanelli looks anxiously at Nellie, and Nellie looks up at her from the manuscript. What was that? Mrs. Fell, not having caught what she said. What? What was that the audience was laughing at? Mrs. Fell peeks through at the door where she is standing, then turns desperately to Mrs. Pampanelli. <gasps> Half of Mr. Twiller's mustache fell off. She looks through the peak again. Mrs. Pampanelli puts her hand against her brow and leans upon the stage brace. The picture of tragedy. Mrs. Fell turns to her again. I don't think the audience noticed it. He stuck it right on again. Oh, that doesn't matter. There is absolutely no excuse for it. He's been here since four o'clock this afternoon. She crosses towards the left and back again. Florence beyond the flats. What sort of rumor was it, Mr. Rush, if I may ask? Twiller beyond the flats. The usual kind. There's another laugh from beyond the flats, and Mrs. Pampanelli stands petrified just below the left door. Mrs. Fell turns quickly and peeks, then turns to Mrs. Pampanelli. Mrs. Fell despairingly. <gasps> it fell off again. Mrs. Pampanelli raises her fists and shakes them. Well, why on earth hasn't he brains enough to leave it off? He has his hat on, too. Mrs. Pampanelli steps to the left door and speaks through it. Leave your mustache off, Mr. Twiller. Leave it off. And take off your hat. You're inside. Hassafrost tiptoes over from the right. What's the matter? Did his mustache fall off? Yes, twice, and he keeps sticking it on again. He shakes his head regretfully and tiptoes back to the right. Mrs. Ritter beyond the flats. It's perfectly ridiculous. Florence beyond the flats. Too bad my husband isn't here. Yes, it is. I had counted upon seeing him. I'm sure he'd be able to explain. Well, I hope he would. The thing is damned annoying. Mrs. Ritter gives an unearthly laugh, which is supposed to express derision. Mrs. Fell looks up from her manuscript, and Mrs. Pampanelli smiles and nods approvingly at her. Even if you don't appreciate it. Wonderful. She turns and smiles and nods at Hassafras. Then they all listen again. The stage manager, who has arisen from his chair at the sound of Mrs. Ritter's disdainful laughter, comes forward at the left, with his pipe in one hand and his newspaper in the other. He has a puzzled, inquiring expression, and looks from one to the other quizzically. But Mrs. Pampanelli has her back to him. Mrs. Fell is looking at her manuscript, and Mr. Hassafras's face is, as usual, utterly expressionless. So he steps to the juncture of the back flats with the side wings and peeks through, curiously. 
then he returns to his chair up at the left shaking his head from side to side mrs ritter beyond the flats i don't know what it is yet twiller beyond the flats you know very well what it is you haven't told us you're here aren't you yes well that's it exactly mrs pompanelli smiles approvingly and moves towards the right end of act two part one